When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, we're all in take five. Horn headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Aaron Hogan. Aaron Hogan. Rod Babers. Hook them up. 1019 AM 1260. The Horn. Hook them up and it is uh, Thursday on Hook'em Up with Ian Rodby. Rod will have uh, the Behind the Burn Orange Curtain coverage coming up bottom of the hour. All things Texas Signing Day. Count down the days now to Texas and Washington in the national championship game. Uh, by the way, the uh, the early signing window opened yesterday, and it doesn't close until Friday. So, uh, That's right. That'll be tomorrow. So there's uh, still time to add some pieces. Longhorns did add one last night. We'll get you details there if you missed it. Also uh, getting ready for the NFL tonight. I am I am eager to watch this game. Maybe it's just I'm Jones for some football, Rod. But I think Rams-Saints is actually a pretty good football game tonight. There's two uh, games tonight. Yeah. Oh, are there are two games tonight? Yeah, Bengals uh, and Steelers tonight as well. Two I playoff impl- implicating games. I, Jake Jake Browning is playing really well. Jake Browning. Yeah. Needs a beer. Playing pretty well. <laughs> he is playing pretty well. This versus versus guy Mason guy. Rudolph. Oh, the Steelers. Ooh. Oh. Kenny, Kenny, uh, Kenny Pickett's questionable, but it's not looking like he's going to play tonight. So that'll, so yeah, I think they've already had a backup play though. So yeah, they've already. Mitch, Mitch Trubisky has been playing, and that's been terrible. Yeah, that's right. So now they're going to another one. So they'll go. They'll be having if he if they go Mason Rudolph, he'll be their third starting. They've lost three. The Steelers have lost three straight games, and two of those games were against the Patriots and the Cardinals. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Steelers are seven and seven, and uh, they were seven and four to Ty's point, and uh, they've collapsed. You got George Pickens not blocking because he doesn't want to get hurt, but you've got the Bengals who lost Joe Burrow for the year and all of a sudden have gotten hot because Jake Browning's playing really well. Now Jamar Chase is not likely to play tonight for Cincinnati. Keep that in mind. Uh, but that so you got a game on NBC to start your Christmas weekend, and you have a game on Amazon, and I think that's the better game, or at least a more intriguing game that's for me <laughs> with the with the Rams and Saints. Because uh, I do, I'm, I'm, the Saint, the Rams are a good football team. Uh, you know, I, I watched them play Baltimore two Sundays ago when they dang near beat the lost in overtime at Baltimore. Baltimore's a really good team. Rams then turned around one last week and to get back to seven seven. So yeah, very very important playoff implications in these games tonight. Uh, but man, Matt Stafford uh, playing in their own stadium against the Saints. Think Jameis Winston's bringing the empty briefcase? Come on, bring it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. James is fantastic. Let me just say, so you got two Thursday games. Thanks for trying for pointing that. I didn't realize that. Uh, then you've got a Saturday game, Saturday night, Bills and Chargers. Mm. Bills, after whipping up on the Cowboys, will be in L.A., the same stadium to play the Chargers. We're, we're going to play something for you coming up. Cameron Dicker. Oh, it's fast. I heard that, too. Yeah. Dicker the kicker has apparently won the Internet. I was gonna say, yeah. I'm, I was hoping, yeah, we can get to that. That's great. It deserves his own segment, honestly. It does. <laughs> we'll play it for you. Uh, but the Chargers play Saturday night. Then, of course, Sunday is Christmas Eve, and that will feature the Browns and Texans at noon. You've also got, uh, as far as important games go, Seahawks, Titans. I guess the Seahawks are still in the mix out there in the NFC. Um, 
late in the afternoon, obviously, 325 Cowboys-Dolphins in a critical game. I mean, the, the two critical games of the weekend, most important as far as big-picture conversations, Cowboys-Dolphins, both teams 10-4 and four, yep. uh, from Miami. Uh, both teams are kind of seen, nat- like, perceptive-wise, they're kind of pretenders. Right, I mean, well, they got a, they, they the Cowboys basically between them they've beaten one good team. Yeah, between the Dolphins and the Cowboys, they beat when the, it's the Cowboys win over the Eagles. Yeah, uh, they they put up big points and they they are they they're flashy against bad teams, but that's the perceptive and I think it's true. And the uh, Dolphins currently a point and a half favorite. That's a fun game on Sunday afternoon, Christmas Eve, and then uh, Monday night you've got the Ravens and Niners, and that's a that's one of those games that uh, that could be the Super Bowl preview right there. It could be, man. That's you're right about that. That's two number one seats. Two number one seats. In the AFC and the NFC right now. Yeah, I mean that's and, uh, the, and the Ravens. Dare I say they're doing it quietly? Doesn't it feel that way? Just like there's a lot of headlines and discussion about everybody else and not the. We don't talk a lot about the Ravens. Yeah, well because they haven't Cause and they haven't been on t- like well, national TV. Well, that's the thing. TV they haven't had a lot either. of primetime games. Yeah, why is that? We've seen. I don't know. Cause they expect Lamar Jackson to be hurt probably, I, and he's not. I don't have been an hurt. For I mean, we've seen so many. Denver games. I mean, we got another Denver Sunday night game coming up with New England. Who wants to watch that game? Yeah, you said they should flex that one out. That be out. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, uh, and, and Baltimore's 11-4. and four. Feels like it's a quiet 11-4. It's a quiet 11-3, eleven I should say. Yeah, 11 But it's a quiet one. They haven't – we talk about the Dolphins all the time. We talk about the injuries, Joe Burrow. We've talked about the Texans a lot, even considering uh, C.J. Stroud and the seasons he's had and D'Amico Ryans. Uh, I think we've talked about all the teams, and we haven't talked about the Ravens as much as we talked about everybody else. You're right. Uh, you're right. Because, again, it's not, it's not flashy. It's John Harbaugh, right? It's kind of uh, – mm-hmm. they're tough. They were good on defense. Lamar yeah. Jackson's making, making plays. Yeah, his stats aren't spectacular, but he's winning. They're playing winning football. It's not hero ball anymore with Well, how about, how about this, though? For, for, uh, this is why I mentioned that the game with Miami and Dallas is so big. Miami plays Dallas. And if they win that, they pull even with Baltimore. Do you know who Miami plays the following week? Baltimore. Wow. Yeah. Mm. In, yeah, in, yeah. In Baltimore. I like that. So the top seed in the NFC, AFC will probably be decided over the next two weeks. That will be a Christmas Eve game and a New Year's Eve game. Uh, Baltimore on the road at San Francisco, then back home for Miami. Uh, the top seed very well will be decided with those. And uh, Miami with back-to-back games with Dallas, a team who can't beat good teams now playing Dallas and Baltimore in back-to-back weeks. Yeah. We'll find out a lot yeah. about the Dolphins. You will, no and, doubt. In the coming, and they uh, got a chance to take the number one seed. They, they, do. they, they probably do. should be tied for it anyway if they hadn't choked with a, two, a double-digit lead with three minutes left against the Titans. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's a it's – a, Busy and important week 16. It starts tonight with doubleheader. Wraps up on Monday night with that Ravens-Niners game uh, from San Francisco. Let's let's get to the other headlines, though. Trending topics, including a recap of National Signing Day for your Longhorns. (laughs) Top Gun Reynolds and Lawn Equipment bring you the top stories on this Thursday morning. It does start with college football. Yeah, nice day for the Longhorns yesterday. 24 new players to their 2024 roster on the first day of the early signing period yesterday. Class headlined by four five-star prospects including the number one defensive player in the state of Texas, Colin Simmons. The pass rusher from Duncanville also features Brandon Baker, five-star left tackle or right tackle prospect from modern day out in California. Ryan Wingo, wide receiver from St. Louis, who gave people a little bit of a scare yesterday. Didn't get his national letter of intent until about lunchtime, but he is indeed signed with Texas. And uh, Xavier Filsamy, the five-star safety from McKinney. Class is ranked fifth overall in the national composite rankings. Class also includes a pair of transfer portal additions who will fill immediate needs. Uh, that was announced yesterday and made official. Houston wide receiver Matthew Golden, former Clemson star and Clemson uh, and LBJ star Andrew Makuba also became official yesterday. Longhorns did lose out on one verbal commitment. Danger-filled athlete Aaron Hampton 
flip to uh, Alabama yesterday afternoon. Day was capped, though, with a good piece of news. Jasper four-star linebacker Ty Anthony Smith flipped his commitment from Texas A&M to Texas. Uh, last evening, he's the only linebacker of the class of 2024. We'll have more on that coming up here from Sark from his uh, news conference. Big night of college basketball as well last night. How about Duke, 21st ranked two in the country, knocked off Baylor, 80, uh, 78-70 at Madison Square Garden. Uh, first loss for Oklahoma this year. They lost it to North Carolina in, in Charlotte, uh, 61, or 81-69. Uh, Seton Hall knocked off UConn in an upset to start uh, Big East play for both of those teams. And Arizona, number one team in the country, they beat Alabama, 87-74. Not a good night for the NFL teams, and the uh, NBA teams, I should say, from Texas. Dallas lost to the Clippers. Houston fell at home to Atlanta. And uh, in soccer, uh, looking to bounce back from a disappointing 2023 season, Austin FC released its entire 34-match schedule for the upcoming 2024 season. season will open on February 24th at Q2 Stadium, hosting Minnesota United. 28 matches versus the Western Conference, six matches against the East, including home matches for the Austin FC against Philadelphia and New York FC for the first time ever. Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Don't be a ho-ho-ho. Bring anything on Foster Village's Amazon wish list on our Facebook page and get up to 20% off your rental or purchase. Topgun.net, we'll shoot you straight. Since we did break down the Cowboys in the, the last rant I had, we'll review that, and but also we'll look ahead to the to the Texans game. It's a big game for them, um, considering and I, you got – I think it may be the – Matchup between the two coaches, up the two hot, the two top names for coach of the year. I think they would because right now I don't know if people aren't paying attention to what Kevin Stefanski is doing, but man, he's doing a damn good job. That, to have that team nine Guys. and five, we all saw the uh, early season horrible injury for Nick Chubb, who was kind of their yep. the engine of their offense, and they're on their fourth QB. Yeah, fourth, fourth QB. QB brought Joe Flacco off the couch, and he's playing great, and he's playing really good football. How about this little stat? This is what, and this is I, I do think. Both these guys, D'Amico Ryans and Kevin Stefanski, are front runners for Coach of the Year. I gave you the stat earlier about the Texans. No team other than the Panthers have played more unique players than the Texans. Yeah. <laughs> so they've dealt with a ton of injuries. How about this little stat for the Browns? They're at nine and five. So they have they've been they're on their fourth quarterback. So that's already pretty amazing to be nine and five on your fourth quarterback. Twenty six percent, twenty six percent of their salary cap right now is on injured reserve. Twenty six percent of it, more yeah. than the, <laughs> more than the quarter of their whole salary cap. Their budget to build their roster is on IR. The nine and five with a four string quarterback. That's some coaching. That is. That's some coaching, man. It really is. That's phenomenal. And that defense, it, it keeps them in every game. Really he, 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 we talk about Sark and the culture at Texas. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's in a short amount of time has changed the culture in Houston. Um, you know, and and one of those what ifs. Uh, what is it? The Nicki Minaj. Oh, but, the butts, yeah. The butts and the ifs. <laughs> yeah. uh, if, it, if they can stay healthy, they'd be um, they'd be right there because there's not a dominant team in the AFC. We talked about no. Baltimore's kind of under the radar at 11-3. Miami still hasn't beaten a good team. Mm-hmm. Chiefs are kind of dysfunctional, uh, even though they still have Patrick Mahomes. And, like, the, like Houston's beaten really good teams this year. But, I agree. But the other story in the AFC that, that is under-talked about is – a, the job Kevin Stefanski is doing in Cleveland, but Shane Steichen in Indianapolis. He's another first-year coach, and they're 8-6, and six, Rod, and they play Atlanta this weekend. Gardner Minshew is, you know, he's, 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 been, a, he's been able to Minshew win some games Mania, in, the, in this league with, in different systems, though, Yeah, which well, you've got to respect. You do. I mean, I mean if, you're, if you're a Houston fan like you and I are, you're rooting for Pittsburgh tonight. I mean, you really yeah. need Mason Rudolph to rise up and have a game mm-hmm. because 
you need the Bengals to take a loss here. You need the Colts to take a loss. I mean, you, you yeah. have to handle your business with Cleveland because if Cleveland be, beats Houston and the Bengals and Colts both win, it's going to be a real uphill battle for Houston to make the playoffs at that point because Buffalo yep. is also right there. I mean, Buffalo man, Buffalo's just, trending now, man. They're legit. They're, they're, and they've beaten Kansas City and Dallas back-to-back weeks, and they've got a winnable game this weekend with the Chargers. So, you know, it's, it's a tight race uh, with Houston. But just to be in this conversation – with all the injuries you just mentioned with Houston is, is saying a lot of what, what they've done in Houston. Yeah. And, you know, Nick Casario, who, you know, we think is going to be in the mix for executive of the year for, as we've said, got, you know, getting out from under the Deshaun Watson mess, you know, landing all that draft capital, hitting on a lot of those draft picks that, you know, have become the foundation of this team and yeah. uh, finding your franchise quarterback. And, you know, one of the, when you're bringing in all these players, the GM's the guy that's identifying players and come in and help patch holes. That's right. And they're doing a pretty good job to still be in the playoff race here ahead of Christmas uh, with this game coming up. So we'll talk more. I can't wait to hear uh, Rod's rant on the Texans-Browns game, also behind the burnt orange curtain. Uh, can we hear a little bit from Sark, though, Rod? Because then do we'll it. do more coming up oh, from, yeah. uh, from the press conference. But uh, – um, one thing I want to hear, let's, let's hear Sark talking about the DBs, and this is going to sound just like you, right? If you've been listening to our show and Rod's rants and behind the burnt orange curtain talking about what they're emphasizing in the secondary, right? Um, this is the, let's, Ty, let's play this first one about the DBs that they're looking for. Of course, six new DBs are coming in. Xavier Phils to me, the five-star. Kobe, Kobe Black, the five-star corner. Andrew McCuba. Uh, listen to Sark of why they're kind of changing they're looking for in, the, you know, on, in, their, in their secondary as they move into the SEC. Clearly, we knew it was a position that we, we needed to, we needed to, hey, how, how are we going to continue to recruit the types of players that we want to play with? And, you know, we've been talking for a couple of years now about wanting to be tighter in coverage, right, and playing a style of defense where when you're, when you're tight and confident in coverage, you can be aggressive at the line of scrimmage to get to the quarterback. So we want to make sure that we could recruit, you know, all these players that we recruited, all six of them have good size and good length. They're really good tacklers, but they all have the ability to play coverage and play man coverage, whether they end up being a safety, a star, or, or a corner. And so – and then – with some of the attrition that we got at the safety position and at corner through the portal, um, we really had to fulfill uh, some of those spots. And um, we were able to do that. I thought, like I said, Coach Joseph, Coach Gideon did a nice job identifying some of those guys and then and then finishing the job and, and getting them on board today. Oh, man. Now, I, I got to tell you, I'm excited about that. Yeah. That well, gets me going right there. Ding, 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 ding. And they figured it out. You can't coach coverage. You can't develop coverage. It's You can't. You can, guys can get better at it. You can improve at anything in your life. But that's innate. That Guys have that naturally. There's a, so many subtle nuances to being a coverage defender. Reading body language, leverage, technique, your fundamentals, your eyes, all that kind of stuff. It's just really tough to teach all that. Some guys just get it. And you need to just, just recruit guys who get it. Recruit what you can't coach. And I love what he said, everybody can cover. And, guys, it's a throwback. It's a throwback mentality. This is not a new thing. This is exactly what Coach Dwayne Aquina did when he came to Texas and he looked at the air raid offense that had taken over and Coach, and Coach Mac Brown basically tasked him with, hey, you need to solve the air raid. Bring you in here. you got to figure out this damn air raid because if you don't, Oklahoma's going to run away with this damn conference and they're going to you know, win another national title and they're going to leave Texas behind because they won the national title in Bob's second year running the air raid and nobody had seen it in Big 12 country. And then when Coach Akina came in, he decided, all right, it's a pretty simple solution. Every person in your secondary needs to be able to cover, all of them. You have one coverage liability in your secondary, the air raid will find it. Yep. 
All right, period. And it was smart. He put me and Quentin Jammer at corner, Nathan Vasher and Ahmad Brooks ended up playing safety, and boom. And, he, and then he started coming up with the 5 2 DB. I need DBs who are versatile, that they are never matchup liabilities because they all can cover. And that was the recreation and reinvention of DBU. So it's an old, kind of an old philosophy, an old mentality. I just need cover guys across the board. But I think for Sark, it's, it's a conclusion it took them like two years to come to because initially I think they, they thought they could coach it and develop it. Like, oh, we've got good athletes here. We can coach it about that. No, nah, no, nah, you can't. It's, it, <laughs> it's really tough, too. I've been around football a long time. Certain things you can't coach. Uh, pass rush is one of them. And I think coverage is another one of them. Well, I mean, you see where they're going with this defense into the SEC. They want uh, coverage on the back end and yep. then Havoc players in the front end. And that's – let's hear uh, – we're going to hear Sark talking about the edges because, you know, Colin Simmons, they're in on Trey Moore, the pass rusher from UTSA in the portal. They'd love to get him locked in. Mm-hmm. He's going to choose between Texas and Alabama. Uh, we saw Ethan Burke emerging as a pass rusher. Colton Bosick is going to yep. be a part of that. Uh, they really want to get after it. But you've got to cover because uh, it doesn't matter. You're not going to get home if you're not, you know, tight in coverage. And we know over the last two classes they've really in, in – uh, you know, been been focused on speed on on the linebacker position, right? With yes, four linebackers right. a year ago, and now Ty Anthony Smith getting flipped from Jasper. He's a speed coverage linebacker as well. Let's hear Sark though. This is interesting. You know, there's a lot of changes in college football, right? The portal, um, you know, everything that's happening with the portal, obviously uh, NIL. But listen to Sark. He said yesterday he thinks the single biggest change is these early enrollees. Guys who get to, as far as changing your, your roster and, and, you know, improving your football team. Here's Sark when asked about as many as 18 or 19 players or whatever the number that will be joining this team and into this program come January. That's probably the biggest change. Uh, I know we're talking about the portal and all these other things that are going on in college football, but this, this idea that it may be more than that. I mean, we, we may be up to 20 new players on our roster when we start school January 16th. And uh, how, does it, how does it help? I mean, A, it helps them individually, right? They're re- immediately immersed into our winter conditioning program. Uh, they're immediately immersed into our locker room and into our culture. Uh, they get a whole spring ball of, of practicing with us. Then when summer rolls around, they're, they're just that much more comfortable for us. What a difference in spring practice and the fact that I almost have a full roster for spring ball. When, when normally in spring practice you're really limited, a lot of times at the line of scrimmage, man, we, we can't practice the way we want to practice. We can't two-spot practice where we got the ones and threes here, the twos and fours there, and everybody's practicing. A lot of times in spring practice we're on one field. Well, now uh, we're going we're gonna to have two fields at our disposal. A lot of guys are going to get reps. A lot of guys are going to develop and get better. Uh, as they grow, so uh, that that's the biggest change, and and then getting them acclimated to college life, like so, it's a big job on us uh, that we're going to have to take on. Uh, but that's that's the biggest change right now. This early signing period is one thing, but having almost 20 guys show up January 16th and start school, that's that's the that's probably the bigger change, but but one that we welcome. I think it's great for us. All right, there's Sark. We'll do more behind the burn orange curtain. Let me correct. By the way, Ty, you, you led me astray. There are, there are not two Thursday night games tonight. There's just one. What? Oh. The Bengals-Steelers game is Saturday. Oh. 3.30 Saturday. Okay. There, there are two games set. I'm, I'm looking at the schedule right here, my man. Okay. Bengals-Steelers, 3.30 Saturday afternoon, and then the Bills-Chargers is a Saturday night game. So there's two Saturday, full Sunday, three Monday. So NFL continuing, taking over college football's territory. That's right. When, when – 
college football season is over. I, I read Saints an article Rams. this morning that led me astray from a pretty reputable source. Right. So I'm going to have to. Saints and Rams is the standalone. When you said that, I was like, there's no way Amazon's allowing that. Amazon's not paying what they're paying for to the not Thursday be the standalone night. product. To not be a, the only game on. Product. Unless they, yeah. both, they had both games, right? No. They wouldn't. Uh, the, the, they wouldn't the NBC game is Saturday. So, again, if you're an NFL fan, you've got your fantasy football. You know, we're down to like the Final Four now in your mm-hmm. fantasy football playoffs. Yeah. Uh, game starts tonight. Just one game. Rams, Saints. Two games Saturday, late afternoon and night with Bills, Chargers, Bengals, Steelers. Full slate Sunday. Three games on Monday, Rod. Okay. Three games on Monday. So Monday right. on Christmas Day kind of comes like Thanksgiving. Yeah. Where you've got game at noon, game at three, game at the night. And the, the capper is the night game. Uh, with that. And, you know, if you want to watch the middle of the afternoon on Christmas Day, it's, it's your guy Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito. Is, he, is, that, is that Philly? Is he, who they Philly. Play? Philly the Giants. Philly and the Giants. Cowboy fans be, are all over ooh, the uh, that game in Philly, by the way. Be nice if he can play the Grinch yeah. <laughs> and, steal a, and steal a dub away from the Eagles. That'd be great. Great and for the Cowboys. The Monday noon game on Christmas is uh, Raiders Chiefs, where you uh, get uh, Patrick Mahomes and yeah. uh, the Raiders, who – and yeah. Antonio Pierce's team will play hard. You know they that. play hard. They're going to play hard. Yeah. Uh, but the Chiefs own the Raiders, so th- those are your three. That's how it works. They One tonight, two Saturday, full Sunday, three Monday. Thank you very much. Okay. And we'll hear more from, from uh, uh, Sark coming up behind the burnt orange curtain, talking yes. in the recruiting class. That is pretty interesting, Rod, to have 20 guys getting it. You know, it is a whole new team showing up. I mean, you only got you only start 22 yeah. players. You're bringing in 20 new guys Yeah. Um, to, for, for spring to add to uh, I love how Sark said that, the, the ability to practice. Have enough bodies to be able to go one versus three, two versus four, and have a lot Put of reps. All those reps in, yeah, uh, yeah, and it, it shows you there's a lot of enthusiasm for these young guys. They want to be a part of this program. They want to be a part of whatever's happening on the 40 acres with the Texas football team. And Kobe Black even said it when we spoke to him at on Texas about uh, his announcement uh, when he committed to Texas. He said, "I wish I could be with those guys right now." He said, <laughs> "I, he said, I, re- I wish I could be with them right now." I get excited every time I watch him, and I think that's part. I think he's the He's not the only one that shares that sentiment. I think there are a lot of guys that want to be a part of it. That's why they're coming in early. Hell, Parker Livingstone is trying to come practice during the bowl games. And these guys are ready to get this experience started. Sark saying that we could have as many as 20. That's another little – I think he knows he's got a couple other guys that are going to commit to them. I don't know who it is. But that's, you know, because you look at the numbers, you're like, okay, that's 18. Well, who are these other two? He's dropping hints. Dropping hints. I, yeah, he's dropping hints, Dropping little man. crumbs. Ooh, yeah. They're not done. We know they're not they're done. They're not done because yeah. earlier he missed If he says it, then we know. We just know wide receiver is definitely going to be one of the positions. What's the other one? Trey Moore. Trey Moore. Uh, UTSA commit. Yeah. Because you keep an eye on that because he did. We played the sound earlier that he talked about the receivers. They brought in three, but they're not done there. Which, hmm, who's the next receiver to drop? Uh, Sark seems like he knows something. Who that? Who that? Uh, Rod will uh, give us some thoughts on that coming up behind the burnt orange curtain. Some off the record before the end of the hour. Appreciate all your messages and conversation on this 21st of December. 447-3776 is the text line. We'll get back into the Christmas spirit as well. Some Christmas movie talk uh, to get you into the mood. It's all part of it. Let's hook them up on a Thursday. Auto trade. Turn is presented by Callahan's General Store, helping to keep your yard in golf course condition year-round for 45 years. It's always a good day to make it a Callahan's day. All right, at the turn, we're halfway through our five-hour conversation on this Thursday. We're nine holes in, nine to go. We're coming home. And can I just say this, Rod, in our at the turn? Yes, sir. You know what I hear a lot? What's that? Guys are hard to shop for for Christmas. 
Guys are hard to shop. That's not true at all. That's what I always say. And I would say this. If you have a uh, someone in your life that um, you say is hard to shop for, if they play golf, you're, it's easy to shop for a golfer. Yeah. Because golfers will that. always use golf balls. Mm-hmm. That's easy, especially, yeah. if you get, especially if you're like me and you're a golfer, you don't want to spend super – like if you're no. trying to get something nice, get some nice golf balls. Yeah, because then they'll save those for when they go to yes. a nice course and stuff. Yeah, yeah the, the Pro yeah. V1s are like 50 bucks a, a box. Yeah, but you're gonna lose them all. Lose them all eventually. Yeah, but I need cheap balls because I'm terrible. Yes, <laughs> I'm shank Guys like me buy cheap balls, <laughs> yeah, but to get a nice—that's not a cheap gift. That's a nice gift yeah, for a golfer. Yeah. Uh, a rangefinder that maybe mm-hmm. you, and stuff that guys won't typically buy them. It's like an organizer for your golf bag or something. This so it's not all thrown in there. Mm-hmm. Stuff that we typically won't buy for Socks. ourselves. Socks, a golf hat. Don't just buy the golf polo. Golf shirts are fine. Yeah. But I would also say that if you go out to, like, PJ Tour Superstore, anything in there is fine for the golfer because they can take it back if they don't want it. My wife just went there and bought something for her uncle. <laughs> That's right. Like just went there. Actually, for her other family, yeah, she bought something. I think three things. And you yeah. just go in there and talk about if you have a golfer that's new to golf or loves golf, they'll help you find something unique that's mm-hmm. different, that's kind of cool, that's yeah. kind of a trendy new deal. That's a good point. There's always some little, little, yeah, some little new technology that yeah. they came up with. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's most guys, I mean, some guys will go out there and buy it all, but anything down to like a personalized, uh, you know, golf marker that you, when you put the ball down on the green and you mm-hmm. mark it, there's something with their name on it, something that, that yeah. they'll keep in their pocket and they'll keep it when they play golf. And yeah. It, shopping for a golfer is easy in that the turn. I'm just telling you. Like Can't that. go wrong with it. No, you're right about that. Because you know, a lot of times you're worried, well, they're going to like this, they can use it. If you get a golfer golf balls, they're going to use them. Period. I agree. <laughs> it's uh, done. That's Longhorn fans. Practical, too. Easy to shop for it, too. Just go buy some Longhorn. Oh, you know where else? You know where else? <laughs> they, they have yeah. good gifts. What's that? Callahan's. Callahan's. Oh, nice. I, I like it. Whenever I go get my dog food there, I just walk around and look at stuff. I always end up buying something a little extra. Something Me, too. usually catches my eye. When you're at Callahan's, uh, like you're, there's always stuff there. I mean, I'm just telling you. The stuff, and it's the kind of stuff you don't ever think about. Oh, I, that's cool. Yeah. I'd like to have that. that. Yeah, that's a good point. Houseware section, hardware. They got boots and jeans. Yeah, so we're not hard to shop for. Just get us something we're going to use. Yeah. We're, we're pragmatic. Don't overthink the game. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah <laughs> men are pra- I'm with you. Men are pragmatic. It's like, hey, man, I'm, I, I do this all the time. I like this activity. Give me something that relates to that. Easy minute. Easy. Yep. Easy. Yeah, my wife got me some new running shoes. She's like, I run every day. Got me new running shoes. Done. Great I like, job. I was like, I love this. See? <laughs> Great gift. <laughs> Great. Uh, and if they're not exactly the shoes you want, you could take them back. Take them the exactly. She knows that. Basically, it's a gift card, but it's, 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 a little, right. it's a more thoughtful than a gift card. There you go. Yeah. All right. We're easy to shop for. Hey, uh, good stuff. let's rub our bellies every now and then. <laughs> good advice. Oh, we're all over. Hey, uh, Callahan's General Store bringing you at the turn. Appreciate them. Of course, it's the official first day of winter, so get in there, get your yard winterized. Uh, they've also uh, will help you with everything you need at Callahan's General Store. Uh, if you want to think about this, Rod, the freezes are coming. It's going to freeze, right? Not going to freeze oh, yeah. this weekend. But now's the time. Get in there during the holidays. We've got some time and get the they got the, right. the the spigot covers and everything you're gonna need when that first hard freeze comes, you already have it. Um, that's yeah. all it counts. Once it hits, it's too late. Yeah, and then they're gonna be out of it. Get it. <laughs> you're gonna run in there and be like, No, yeah. we're out, we're out. Get I it now. Agree. Get ahead of it. It's going to freeze. It's now winter. You know it's coming all the way to March. So uh, get into Callahan's. Get all that stuff. They uh, bring you at the turn. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
at the turn is presented by Callahan's General Store, helping to keep your yard in golf course condition year-round for 45 years. It's always a good day to make it a Callahan's day. And they were all asking themselves the same question. What is behind that curtain? This guy says, I'll take a new set of irons. Just putting it out there. <laughs> there you go. Put it out in the universe. run you about 900. Ooh. Depending, yeah, depending on what what's like what kind you get, right? Really nice ones, yeah, yeah, yeah man. Uh, you know what? That could be a great gift for somebody too. Can, nice can you just buy like one, or you just go out there and get them like the do you got to buy the cust- set custom fit set, and then you got to go in and get a custom fit for them. Okay, do you have that's to buy, a real nice gift? Do you have to buy the set every time, or can you buy them individually? You want the same clubs, the clubs. yeah. You, you want, want you want them want all the like from the you same. The yeah. All right, there you go. And the best thing you do is go get fitted for them because then that's the right length and the for your shot shape and that kind of stuff. That's, that's, that's a great gift. Um, you got to go what, to, to the PGA. What are you doing yeah, that? PGA, PGA Tour, Tour Superscore does it. Yeah. Uh, and even if they have current clubs, you're not buying them new irons. Get the, get them a, a – buy them a club fitting. Uh, yeah, part of the gift. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Interesting. Okay, there you go. He hooking you up. Uh, there you go. Some gift ideas. Uh, all right, Longhorns got plenty of gifts <laughs> via their recruiting class, uh, the 2024 class. It is loaded. It's a top five class. Uh, you heard Sark earlier talk about the DBs, and uh, I'm not going to say I told you so, but I did tell you so, that coverage would be their top priority uh, in this upcoming recruiting class. And DB is their top priority because they got five of them. In this screen class, if you include Makuba, they've got six of them total, right? Overall, they're bringing six, in. Yep. There's no doubt they emphasize, hey, man, we got to get better in defense backfield. I think it's the last part of their construction, uh, roster well, construction. Well, fans who, you yeah. know, you and I were doing the in-game watches and uh, every morning, why can't they cover? Why are guys wide open? Well, they're addressing it. They're, they're, exactly <laughs> they weren't going right. to throw guys under the bus in the press conference afterwards, but yeah, they're they telling you. They see it. They see it, too. <laughs> they see it, too. That's a, that's a great point. Uh, so here's talking about that DB class specifically and what all those guys bring to the table. Uh, he actually brought up some of the same uh, traits that he likes about these guys that I brought up. Here's uh, Steve Sarkeesian. At the defensive back position, Kobe Black, um, fantastic player. You know, And, and again, we, we had some – We've been kind of recruiting Kobe a long time. You can go back to Trey Wisner uh, when he was at school there, to Jelani McDonald now on our team. Uh, so now to get kind of the, the, the third piece of that puzzle. And Kobe, really versatile player. I mean, if you watch him now, the majority of his highlights this year were from the offensive side of the ball and, and what he did there. But a guy who really is a three-position player, can play corner. They, they, he could play star if we need him to. If we, were, if we were really in a pinch, the guy could probably go play safety because he's so versatile of a player. Great family. Brother's a heck of a player at Oklahoma State. Uh, so, so love his addition. Uh, Xavier Filsami, um, real playmaker. Man, this guy is, is born to be a DB. Uh, he's got coverage ability. He'll hit you. He's got a really high football IQ, really good awareness about him. Uh, coming off the injury from his junior year, I think showed himself to really be healthy and, and had a heck of a year at McKinney. Jordan Johnson Rubel uh, coming from IMG. Uh, again, another really versatile player. Not the biggest guy in this group, but then you turn on the tape of IMG, uh, one of the more physical players on that defense, but position flex. So much that he does and a real leader. This guy's a natural leader and a great person as well. His family's awesome. Wardell Mack. Uh, just what he did at John Eric, same thing. You go to the school, the principal wants to talk to you about the person that he is, the leader that he is. Another really versatile player. I mean, this guy is tough. He is a football junkie. He loves the game. 
Um, so we, we hit, a, hit a real home run right there. Santana Wilson, we all know his dad, Adrian Wilson, a uh, great player in the NFL, now an NFL executive and player personnel. Um, so this guy's got the genetics to, with the length, the skill set to, to, again, play corner, could, could be a versatile player. His dad was a great safety, all-pro safety in the NFL, but he's got that high football IQ that we're looking for and the versatility. How many times did he say versatile in that clip? Anybody count it? Five times. Multiplicity. Five times, guys, he said versatile in that clip. I've been telling you guys for like a year now, the future of – probably longer than a year, probably about five years now. The future of football is positionless football. It just is. It, it, pretty soon everybody will be what Manchano is. Everybody defense will be kind of what Dan Quinn's defense is, where you have multiple players on your defense uh, or your offense that are movable chess pieces that make you multiple. And I think Sark now defensively, they're seeing it. You got to have versatility. You got to recruit it, by the way, too. You can't. You really can't teach versatility either. Guys are natural hybrid players, or they're not. Uh, that comes with uh, football IQ. Uh, guys playing different positions early on in their career in high school. Either you have that flexibility, or you don't. Right now, they're very rigid in the back end. Right, Ryan Watts. He's only your boundary corner. That's all he can play. Right. You got Keaton Crawford. Oh man, he's a he's he's only can be your your field safety, your, your boundary safety with with Taff and and Jaron Thompson. Those guys are too. There's too much rigidity in their skill set. You need flexibility and as I said and that's what he recruiting they're recruiting coverage and they're recruiting flexibility four times and that's not including position flex which he also said not including uh Kobe Black three position player on top of saying versatility five times he brought up position flex and he brought up a three position player guys it's a priority and, and high, football. high football IQ was big too Yes, yeah. Because, yeah. because to do all those things, you got to be smart. you got to be smart. If I'm going to put you at three different spots <laughs> right. in secondary, yeah. you got to be able to absorb all that. Right, and so Adrian Wilson. And the, 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 the Jordan Johnson-Rubel, we learned about him yesterday at IMG Academy. This is like a uh, – yeah, everybody's a, t- a talented player. Yeah. But he's a captain there. Think about that, going from Fort Worth, and he was voted a captain. With all that talent at IMG, mm-hmm. he's one of the leaders. That's what you like about that guy. He might yeah. not be the best player, but that dude is a, a stud when it comes to leadership. Yep, no, I'm with you on that. That is hard to do uh, in a – um, room or I guess a team of alpha males because everybody there is the dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you can end up, exer- uh, you know, um, ascending and separating yourself as a leader. That shows something else that they're recruiting. They're recruiting leadership. 100%. They like that. It matters. It's a data point for them in evaluation. 100%. All right, we're up against it, so we'll get some of that because we got tons of cuts from Sark. So we'll, yeah, we're going to hear Sark on we'll the edge it, because yeah. if you're going multiple in the back end, much like Dan Quinn's defense, let's leave the Buffalo game out of it. Yeah, um, he's you, a Dan Quinn guy. You don't forget that. He is. He's Dan a Dan Quinn, Quinn guy. Well, you want to mm-hmm. uh, you want to be coverage sound in the back end and force issues, but then you got to be able to, to get after quarterbacks, and that's what they're trying to do. We'll hear him about the edge players that they're brought in and the defensive tackles. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian uh, talking to his class of 24 players, and he was pretty clear yesterday, too, it could grow. Uh, they're expecting it to be growing between now and February 7th and maybe even between now and J- January 16th when the Longhorns open class for the spring semester. We'll come back when we do some off-the-record stories you probably missed but you need to hear because everybody's be talking about them. It's coming next. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! And thing sucks! Alright, Rod, off the record, stories that uh, maybe you've missed but you need to hear, including a lifetime Longhorn who, uh, you know, it's not been a good year, Rod, for the L.A. Chargers, right? They fired their coach and, mm, yeah. and underachieving. Yep. But uh, let's give it to 
Cameron Dicker and the digital team with the L.A. Chargers. They're great. They're, they're one of the best in the NFL. They because, always have great ideas. So they want Cameron Dicker, I think, to be voted for the Pro Bowl, I think is what this is. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I think you're right about that. Well, let's hear this. This is Cameron Dicker having some fun with uh, vote for Dicker the kicker. And uh, if, you, if you can't see this because this is a radio medium, not a visual medium, uh, it's kind of taken away from like a uh, one of those lawyers that will – Win your case, right? Mm-hmm. Win yeah. your case. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, in which like there are the, a lot of them. Those great, yeah, you see those great commercials all the time. They're everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, here is uh, it's a piece of audio and video from uh, the LA Chargers with Cameron Dicker, the star. Have you ever been victimized by a missed field goal? No good. Wide to the right. No good. Ah! My name is Cameron Dicker, and I'll kick for you. 50, 40, 30. Doesn't matter. I'll make it. Rain, sleet, or snow, this leg is ready to go. Don't believe me? Ask him. Cameron Dicker is a really good kicker. He's outstanding. And, you know, I love him. And I did not edit that. So don't be a and let me kick for you at the Pro Bowl. So go to chargers.com slash vote to send me in my leg to kick for you. Vote for me! Vote for me! Pro Bowl! Pro Bowl! 2023, baby! Let's go! What that a ham. great. He did a perfect That's job, great, He was totally in character, being a goof. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm the, for the visual makes him better. He's got like a cheesy suit on. He got like a cheesy little yeah, suit on. It's real oversized. It's yeah. too big for him. That's <laughs> good. Got the it hair going. It is Got a slick good. back. No, they charge eight. I know they got rid of the coaching staff. I'm, I'm glad they didn't get rid of the digital team because that team right there is fantastic. Oh, that's great. Uh, can I give you a uh, – I wonder if he was in the theater there at Lake Travis when he was kicking there. Uh, I don't it know. seems like a guy that, that had some time in the theater or the, uh, the arts. I I'm, pretty sure he was in, I'm pretty sure he was in choir, if I'm not mistaken. I could be completely making that up. Because remember, like, like at Westlake or Bestlake where Ty went – Justin Tucker was, you know, he's an opera singer. Yeah. So he's very involved in the arts. But you, you know, said, Sam you said Ty, that ba- yeah, the Sam, Bam Bam Sam was, He right? had the best, well, probably the best voice in his entire grade. That's wild. Sam or one of the best. Really. Yeah. yeah. Very mo- the multi-talented men. Was he, what, what, what was his, was he falsetto? What was Sam? Like he was a baritone. Baritone, okay. But he could, I mean, he had range. He could, he could be a tenor <laughs> if he wanted he to He had range. Well, so does Cameron Dicker. Ah, bow. Bang. I like that. Um, but I Cameron like Dick- where he says, "Don't be a, don't be a D. Vote for me." <laughs> no, Cameron Dicker's got to be a guy with a great sense of humor because his last name is Dicker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? and he, and he's I mean, a kicker. He's a kicker, and his last name is Dicker. Now, unless you're Dick Buckus, you grow up being tough and just whipping everybody's butt because for making fun of your name. But if you're not the biggest dude, which Dicker is not, then hey, you develop a really good sense of humor about it, right? And he, I'm sure he's a funny dude. And I heard from on the, the guys on the team that he's a funny dude. It's like, yeah, he grew up with the last name Dicker. I know. The funniest part of that is our, <laughs> better be is our, funny. our boss, Bob Cole, when he was doing the PA, he, I think he thought he invented Dicker the Kicker. Like that, he was the first one he to thought, think Oh, he said that's his thing. Yeah, he, he coined it. He, laughed, he made himself laugh. Like, that's been around it. a while, Bob. <laughs> you know what I call him? I call him Dicker the Kicker. Aren't I clever? <laughs> that's great. Uh, I came up with that one. Oh, it's fantastic. Did you, okay, did you see photos, guys? Did you guys see this photo? You remember Tim Beck, the old coach from Texas? Yeah, yeah, offensive coordinator. Who everybody is, loved him. Yes, now he's coaching at Coastal Carolina. Yes, he's he's the head coach there. Um, he took a picture that they had to. They deleted it. It was like a picture the team took. 
and it was with the dance team, the Chanticleer mascot and the dance team. The dance team were all in bikinis. All the ladies were in bikinis. Oh, he was shirtless what? in like in like some swim trunks with some shades on. <laughs> next to me, I'm not. Look at this. Look at this. I'll send you guys the phone. Look at this. Look at that. That's the ladies. All the ladies are in bikinis. He's in the middle of them with like a he's shirtless with some swim trunks on, standing next to the mascot. And I guess it was such a controversial photo they deleted it. But the internet lives forever. <laughs> he's he's in good shape, by the way. Coach Coach is in good shape. Give him some props. Coastal, he take his shirt off. Coast Carolina. That's in that's in Myrtle Beach, right? Yeah, it's on the coast. Yeah, it's that's, on a, the beach. that's a party. That's a party place. That's probably why they took it's the photo. Brand. But yeah. that's on. If I if that's a recruiting pitch and I'm a young athlete, I'm going there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what they're going. They're like we're going to these these young men <laughs> who, are, who who are not looking at coach at all. They're looking at the not the football stadium. Yeah, they're, looking six, uh, they're looking at these bikini clad ladies <laughs> on each side on so the they, beach. So they had to delete it because people went wild. But I, I, is it is it is it wor- I mean, is it controversial? I or are we just, so. are we overreacting to it because we don't see a coach usually take those types of photos with you know scantily clad ladies? Like, is it is it is it bad? They're just in bathing suits. There's I mean, nothing. It's nothing inappropriate there's, no, there's going nothing on. Nothing salacious about it. Yeah, they're nothing. at the beach. He's wearing a bathing suit. They're wearing bathing suits. That's it. The mascots there. They deleted it because I guess it got too much negative blowback. I mean, have you have you all seen the unitards that Libby Dunn and these gymnastic girls are wearing yeah. these days? Like, it, that's I, a great point. You know, it, it it could be worse. That's a great point. Look, that's uh, a great point, Ty. Actually, you're right about that. There's maybe a double standard going on or something. Because maybe is it because Coach took his shirt off? <laughs> is it because we don't want to see Coach? Like I don't know why it was controversial. Why he deleted it? He's he, he's in pretty good shape for he's, him. Oh, he's a. I think he's a damn good shape. He's got to be in his what late fifties or early uh, Coach Beck. Got to be in his mid to late fifties. Well, look his uh, his Twitter account or X account. Head football coach Coastal Carolina. Hashtag chance up. Hashtag family. Hashtag ball at the beach. Ball, which is what he's holding. That's right. He's holding a ball at the beach sign. Yeah. The ladies are good. This is good looking ladies. I ain't gonna lie. Dance team look good. I mean, they're not not well, they're not the Texas Palm Squad or anything. But siding between there or hey. Appalachian State. Yeah. Why do you think Lane Kiffin is always hanging out with those sorority girls on campus? He's like, hey, I, I know my both my recruits my recruits won't. Yeah, I know Georgia wants me. Those girls go there, and there's a beach right there. Also, why, there. why? No, that that picture's in Hawaii. By the way, I'm looking at it now. Why is Tim Beck with the dance team in Hawaii? Are they playing a bowl game In the bowl game. Is ah, there, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Well, then that makes perfect sense. Yeah, so I, why is it controversial? We, not, even more so, why not. Why did they delete it? Stand your ground, guys. Stand your ground, Leave it man. up. You Leave should have left up. it up. Exactly. You responded to like two those two people who were offended by it, and now I think it's a, it was a good photo. Made me want to. Oh, I thought that was in Myrtle some, Beach. It looks like the Atlantic Coast. I want to do some deep diving. And you can see you can see the, the <laughs> cliffs in the background. Made me want to go uh, to that boat, watch the bowl game. The ladies are going to be there. Hey. Looking good. We'll be back. <laughs> That's why it's off the record. We'll also pick up uh, Rod's rant coming up. Mike Craven's going to join us coming up. Dave Campbell's Texas football senior writer. His thoughts on signing day and coming out of state championship weekend.